Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. I know they feel like this anyway. You'll hear them talk about it. They don't feel there's any team in MLS they can't beat on their day. Um, they feel they can be just as good as anyone. Uh, and this is, this is just further credibility toward those comments that, you know, even in a bad situation against a team that is very good, the Chicago Fire uh, were on a four-game winning streak coming into this game, um, one of the hottest teams in the league. And Orlando City gets a draw against, you know, down to you know nine men versus 11. So uh, Herculean effort, and I think, yes, that goes a long way toward, toward uh, character building and, and keeping that confidence level very, very high. Our special guest today from Orlando City talking about the game last night. Controversial calls, a couple of red cards. He's Tom Traxler. Hey, Tom, uh, appreciate you joining us today. We'll talk to you again really soon. What a pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good day. Good stuff from Tom Traxler. Kravitz, uh, Malik Zaire is on, on his way to Gainesville. What does it say about the future, possibly, of head coach Jim McElwain of, of the Gators? Details next.
the Sports RX. Buffoonery lives here. There is such a thing in sports as too dominant for your own good. That's what this is. Okay. The Sports RX. Buffoonery lives here. There is such a thing in sports as too dominant for your own good. That's what this is. Okay, well, that part remains to be seen because even if Golden State wins this year, wins the next two games and sweeps these guys, the whole Durant thing is more than one year. This is going to take a few years to really decide if it's really bad for the league. You can't do it based on one year. The Sports RX with Kravitz and the Shot Doctor. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. on FM 96.9 The Game. Today's show is brought to you by the Orange City Racing and Card Club. It's Orlando's closest poker room with 33 poker tables, plus inside there, Jake's 29 Sports Bar and Grill has over 40 HD TVs. It's all there at the Orange City Racing and Card Club in Orange City. It's all about the game. And speaking of the game, the game of college football, the Florida Gators will be adding on Wednesday officially a graduate transfer quarterback we talked about last week. It's now uh, official to happen. Malik Zaire. Now, Pat Dooley, the Gainesville son, will join us in about seven or eight minutes to talk a lot more about that. But Malik Zaire will join a Gator uh, squad that has for quarterbacks Felipe Franks, uh, Kyle Trask, and Luke Del Rio. And uh, Malik Zaire's got to learn a new offense. Uh, the Gators' home opener September the 2nd against Michigan. That, that game will be in Dallas. And the Gators quarterbacks, for the most part, are all pocket passes. Malik Zaire is a mover. He's not a pocket passer. He kind of moves around, which might be pretty good. He's also a lefty. He started three games at Notre Dame. And Kravitz, we were asking here, is it possible that Jim McElwain is on the hot seat uh, regarding this move? I, I would say the answer to that question would be no. Yet, Kravitz, I would understand why, why Jim McElwain would want Malik Zaire on his team. It's pretty, it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty simple. Right now, his quarterbacks are Felipe Franks, we talked about, really good prospect. Kyle Trask might be a better prospect. And Luke Del Rio. The Gators' biggest nightmare is ever having to start Luke Del Rio ever again. The guy is awful. But you take him out of the equation, and now you have Trask, and then you have Felipe Franks, very inexperienced guys. And Lake Sires at least started three games for Notre Dame. I get why, why the Gators are making this move. I totally understand it. I think in, this in, tells, their, in their situation. I think this tells you any, everything you need to know as far as how the Gators' situation looks, and Jim McElwain is closer to the to that particular situation than anybody. 
he would know whether or not another bad season. And and when I say bad season, obviously I understand this is a team that went to the SEC championship in back-to-back years. And perhaps we don't give Jim McElwain enough credit. But he was brought to Florida to develop an offense. And that has not happened. And he's not recruiting at an elite level. And when you're at Florida, you can't have Florida State out recruiting you every single year. That's enough to get you fired. You lose the in-state battle. You lose the most important game of the year, which would be the SEC championship. And you're not recruiting well. Even if you're going to an SEC championship game, there's a lot of failures on the part of Jim McElwain. And this feels like a desperate move to me. This feels like a move by a guy that knows if I don't get offense on the field now, the wheels could fall off. I mean, he's been to to back-to-back SEC championship games. Yet, if they were to win four games this year, would anybody even question in their mind whether or not Jim McElwain would have a job? Because he wouldn't. Here's part of the problem with that, Kravitz. The Gators, the last couple of years, in McElwain's first two years, have had a very elite college football defense. They had a great defense last year, and they had a really good defense in McElwain's first year. Well, that great defense they had last year, a lot of those guys are now uh, in the NFL, have been drafted in the NFL, and the defense they're going to have this year with a new defensive coordinator, by the way, is not going to be an elite defense. It's going to be a very young defense. So a lot of those games they won the last couple of years with some mediocre offense and great defense, the defense is not going to be great this year, which means the offense really has to carry the ball. That's another reason why I bring in a more experienced quarterback in my league, Zaire. Maybe in McElwain's system, Zaire, from what they saw in the three games as he started at Notre Dame, is a better quarterback for the system than the guys they have right now. I understand why they're doing it. Yet, if you're a Gator fan, the first thing you would say to yourself is, I thought Felipe Franks was going to start. I thought Kyle Trask was going to start. But if you are if you bring in Malik Zaire right now and he ends up not starting, then what does it tell you about Malik Zaire? It means you made a big mistake with him. This could go bad in a few different ways. Zaire was brought in not to compete but to start. That's the point I'm trying to make. You don't bring in a guy like this yeah, but that, yeah, and but, hope that okay. he starts. Yeah, you, but it, you don't do it that way. He's brought in because you want. he has to start. Sometimes players get sent to the bench not because they're bad but because their backups are really good. If they find themselves in a situation where they're playing and, and Felipe Franks is in the game and he's playing really well, I can understand why you'd leave Malik Zaire out. Plus, Zaire only has one year while Felipe Franks has a couple of years of eligibility. So if he comes in and he's playing well, then you just go ahead and you roll with that. But you bring in Malik Zaire, you're right. You're bringing him in to, to be the starter. That doesn't mean if he's not that you've failed, but it is putting yourself out there to say, I need to do this quickly. I need to figure this out fast. Otherwise, there are coaches that can find my spot and, and do a better job than me. I mean, look, who did ESPN just hire in the booth? Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly is an analyst for college football, which is basically just setting yourself up to get back into college football. That's all becoming an, uh, an analyst for college football is. If Chip Kelly wanted this job next year and Jim McElwain produced another piss-poor season offensively and the team wins six or seven games, maybe they're barely bowl eligible, Jim McElwain will be out and they will be going hard after Chip Kelly. And speaking of Chip Kelly, Kravitz, um, Chip Kelly at, at Oregon, when he was he was the offensive coordinator before he was the head coach. And before Marcus Mariota got there, Oregon always had really good quarterbacks, and the team was always really good. They go from one quarterback to the other, then Mariota got there, and for three years he was a dominant quarterback. Then Mariota 
leaves to go to the NFL. And Oregon has no backup quarterback worth a darn. And they go to the graduate transfer, Vernon Adams, from Eastern Washington for one year. Except for the games that he missed when he was hurt, he was actually very good. But the team was kind of falling apart around him. Last year, again, Oregon did not recruit a very good quarterback coming out of high school, and they signed a graduate transfer, Dakota Prukop, who was a complete disaster and eventually was benched. And Oregon fired Mark Helfrich, the head coach, and now they have Willie Taggart over there, and the quarterback uh, situation is up in the air. But I watched that happen in Oregon, where for years they had good quarterbacks that they, that they developed coming out of high school. And they went the graduate transfer route two years in a row, and it failed. And hopefully the Gators don't, don't end up in the, in the same situation as that. It cost Mark Helvich his job. And when Chip Kelly was there, they had really good quarterbacks before that. This will be an interesting thing to see, to see how this thing develops for the, for the Gators. All right, Pat Dooley knows the Gators as well as anybody. He's with the Gainesville Sun. He'll talk about this whole situation right now. Let's bring him in. Hey, Pat, first of all, welcome to our show, and thanks for joining us today. No problem. Hey, Pat, the first thing I want to ask you is, what does this move of Malik Zaire to the Gators say about where the Gator, where the Gator quarterback situation is right now in the eyes of head coach Jim McElwain? Well, I mean, that's what everybody is, is, is wondering, but I, I really don't think it says a whole lot. I think it says that he's got a lot of inexperienced guys who never played in a college game, and he just, by getting Malik Zaire, they, bring, they make the quarterback room better. And they, they bring in a guy who's got some experience, who can be a mentor, mentor and who can uh, play. Um, it probably lights a fire under Felipe Franks, you know, as well. But uh, I, don't think it, I don't think it's an indictment on the quarterbacks that they have. But, look, they've got a damaged goods in Luke Del Rio and four freshmen. So, obviously, if you can make the room better by bringing in a, a guy with a little bit of experience, it's got to help. All right, Pat. Now, so Malik's here at Notre Dame had injury problems himself. He actually only started three games for Notre Dame before he got hurt, and now he, he has since moved on. What do we know about Malik's here as a quarterback based on the fact we only saw him start three games in Notre Dame? Well, you know he he's, can move around. He's got some uh, mobility, certainly in the pocket, and also you can call some uh, wildcat-type plays for him as well. Um, you know, and uh, just gives you another guy that to, to – especially down around the goal line where Florida's not been real good the last few years. It gives you another guy. I mean, he, again, we're talking about a six-foot quarterback. It's not like this is a, a towering physical specimen. Um, and, uh, you know, but, again, he has some experience but not a ton. So uh, it's not like this is a guy who started three years somewhere uh, and then moved on. So we'll, we'll see what he brings. I mean, uh, they've got to get him into school first. You know, that's the number one goal, and then get him signed because he technically hasn't signed yet. Well, here's the other question I would have, Pat, and that would be when you are signing, or hopefully they will sign Malik Zaire, whenever this does become official and he becomes a member of the Gator football team, at that point in time, wouldn't you expect him to be the starting quarterback in September when the Gators play Michigan? Isn't that the whole intent here? No, I don't think it is at all. I think it's just to add another guy to the to the mix and and see how he does and see how quickly. I mean, let's face it. Felipe Franks has been in this system for well over a year. Um, so is Kyle Trask. Uh, you've got guys, um, you know, like Luke Del Rio, who's played played here. This guy's got to come in and learn the playbook. He's got to find out about what 
he can do uh, offensively. They've got to find out whether he can, what he can do. I think the goal was just to get better at that position. I really do. And, and just to get, get another person in it. Because, look, Jake Allen's probably going to redshirt, who's a true freshman. Kadarius Toney is a wildcat-type guy. He's not an every-down quarterback. Del Rio's got surgery on both shoulders. So you're left with two guys who've never played college football um, as your as your kind of go-to quarterbacks right now. So why not add somebody to it? that has got a little bit of experience. Now, do I think he'll have a chance to win the job? Sure. But I, if I was going to bet money, I'd bet that Franks is the starter when they play Michigan. Uh, the last couple of years, you know, the Gators, of course, have played in the SEC title game. They've done it with some really good defense. Well, the Gators have lost a lot of guys in the defense last last couple of years to the NFL. So, Pat, the question I would have would be, how important is it this year for the Gators' offense to do a lot more based on the fact that the defense may take a step down this year because of an inexperienced unit? Well, you, know, you got to remember that that defense lost a lot of those guys in the first week in November. I mean, that was the end for Anzalone. It was the end for Marcus May. Uh, they lost Jared Davis really as, as an effective linebacker for the most rest of the, uh, the season. Um, you know, they, they had those injuries, and that allowed some younger guys to play. And I think in Voshan Joseph and David Reese, they found some guys and uh, obviously, Chauncey Gardner was the MVP of the Outback Bowl. So I don't think the step down is going to be as big as some people think it's going to be. I don't think they can be as good just because of how much they've lost. Uh, and I think Quincy Wilson's a big loss, obviously. Um, and Tease Tabor. I mean, Tease Tabor, I don't care how fast he ran. The guy was a really good football player in college. I don't know if he'll be in the NFL, but he he was really good in college. So you're going to have a little step down. I don't think it's as big, but but look, offensively, there are no more excuses. I mean, I, I get why they struggled the last two years. The offensive line he inherited was terrible. Um, just didn't didn't look like an SEC offensive line. He's built that up. Your receiver cores have been built up, so you're probably as strong as they've been in a long time there. You've got plenty of running backs that are quality running backs. You've got t- good tight ends. It all comes down to whether your quarterback can play or not, and uh they need to find the guy that can and, and get him in there. Our special guest today talking about the transfer upcoming of Malik Zaire to Florida. He's Pat Dooley, the Gainesville Sun, on FM 96.9 The Game. You know, Pat, when I saw this story pop up and I saw that Malik Zaire had officially made that choice, I, I sort of felt like this was an air of desperation for Jim McElwain. And, and as Shot mentioned, yeah, the Gators have been to the back-to-back SEC championship games. But there does seem to be a bit of desperation to get back to – a high-powered offense, is there not? Well, I think, you know, let's face it, they haven't been a good offense in seven years. I mean, Urban Myers last year, the four years of Will Muschamp, and the two years of Jim McElwain. So it's been a problem around here, ranked, ranked in the hundreds m- m- many of those years in total offense. So they need to get better there. Um, but I don't think it's as much an act of desperation as it just adds to the to what they've got. And, you know, again, like I said, I think that they are probably as good as they've been and um, on offense at the skill positions and at the and at uh, on the offensive line as they've probably been I don't know maybe four or five years, uh, but you got to have a guy that that can uh, get things done. So you know I think the the big thing is, um, it, it, you know everybody's going to take the reaction of uh, that Zaire's coming in here to start, and I know I mean knowing McElwain the way I do I know he hasn't been promised that, but he'll be allowed to compete. We'll see if he's if he's good, but I mean. One of their problems has been, you know, uh, quarterbacks that weren't tall enough to see over the offensive line. You know, Treon Harris wasn't. Uh, Luke Del Rio wasn't. 
and now they they got a guy in Felipe Franks who is. So it, it, it's I think it's really up to Franks whether he's the starter or not. It's going to be up to whether he can get it done. Um, he's got the tools. Uh, he's got to you know be better with the playbook and stuff like that. But he, you know if he if he's good enough, he'll be the starter. I don't think anything has been promised at all. Yeah, I think most of the time we're too quick to judge coaches early on in their coaching tenure, but this would be the year when we really figure out who Jim McElwain is. Uh, do you share in that sentiment? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, this is a big year for him. And, and again, they've won the SEC the last two years, East the last two years, and that is an achievement, but it's not one that Gator fans – you know, okay, and then you got beat by Alabama both years. So, and you lost to FSU, and you haven't scored an offensive touchdown two years against them. So there's that, and that's why there's a little bit of an underlying tension. I think it's a big year for Doug Nussmeyer too, the offensive coordinator, because he's got to figure out what to do with all this talent and make it work and make it um, more effective than it's been the last two years. So, uh, and you know, again, McElwain came in here as an offensive coach. He said his dog could run the offense, but apparently the quarterbacks he's had haven't run the offense. So. Uh, but again, he came in here. You got everybody has to remember this. He came into a situation where he had two quarterbacks, in Will Greer and Treon Harris, and that was it. There was no third guy. So he had when when Greer got popped, obviously. Now he's got one guy, and he told me halfway through the season, he goes, "I'm never letting this happen again. We're going to get quarterbacks in here, so we've got plenty to choose from. Doesn't mean they'll stay. You know, uh, obviously someone will transfer out uh, at, at some point, but." You know, to start the season with six quarterbacks, although Tony's really more of an athlete, more of a guy who's going to run the ball and, and stuff like that. So really five quarterbacks. And they are all not going to get reps. You know how it works, especially once you get into the season where your starter and your backup get most of the reps. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, maybe, and this is just a theory I'm developing here, that Malik Zaire is brought, a, uh, brought in to start game number one because he's got some collegiate experience and you talk about a big opponent, they take on the Michigan Wolverines in week one. Maybe Jim McElwain doesn't want to throw Felipe Franks to the fire that early in the season. You know, that could be, and it could be that uh, that maybe because uh, Luke Del Rio has got more experience than Malik Zaire, technically, and he's been in the offense, so maybe he starts him. Um, but as we go into as the season starts, I, I really think uh, Franks is the guy right now, and then we'll just see what happens. You know, Pat, the good thing about this is that the college football season is really not that far away because today is, what, June the 5th, and it means that in about a little more than 30 days we'll see the SEC coaches for SEC Media Days. And to me, Pat, when I see a bunch of SEC coaches on TV at SEC Media Days talking about whatever they talk about to me, that means that the football season is, is literally almost here. So that's good news for us, isn't it? We're almost there. Well, I used to feel that way. And they moved it up so much that now there's seven weeks after media days from the day we walk out to the, day, the first game. So it doesn't. It feels like a bump in the road now. It's it's interesting, and there's certainly a lot of stuff comes out of it. But then they don't practice against the full week. So it, it you know they moved that thing up so far that um, it's now become just a a, a week in, in Hoover, and it doesn't feel like the start of the season because you've got such a long time until the first game. But uh, it, it won't be able to get here fast enough, I can promise you that. I hear that. Hey, Pat, thanks for joining us today. You've been a really good guest. He's Pat Dooley of the Gainesville Sun. Thanks, Pat. 